right. So cool. Here we go. All right. So, hey, everybody, welcome to the Risers Hub. Today, I'm really excited because I would like to welcome Vivian Ajani. Am I saying it right? Yes. <laughs> you are all good. Yes. A certified personal trainer online and in person. Vivian also teaches dance lessons online, which is kind of like uh-huh. Zumba, street pop, and jazz. So, anything that makes your soul move. Yep. And then also, Vivian is from the UK, which I had no idea. I thought she was. Right here in D.C. with a beautiful British accent. But I was completely wrong. She is overseas. So I'm so happy she agreed to do this podcast. I'm excited to learn more about Vivian because she helps women drop that dress size and start feeling confident and empowered. Plus, she helps women feel good but naked. Like that right there, but naked. Like that's who pretty much drew me in. So I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> so I follow a lot of personal trainers online because I am a gym rat and what caught my eye about Vivian is she lifts a lot of weight and she's very fit visually and you can tell she's a force to be reckoned with. Her personal workouts appear to be very intense, but she explains each exercise, why she's doing it, and she's very precise and correct and very knowledgeable about what she's doing. And a lot of influencers on social media do not do that. They kind of just show you how to do it and they show you the final results and we don't know if where they started from and where they ended. So today I want to hit on a couple of points about women and weightlifting and even a little bit of body image. We were talking a little bit about that and why it's important and possibly debunk some of these misconceptions of weightlifting for women. So welcome, Vivian. How are you? Thank you. I'm so good. I'm very much in the UK. Yes, <laughs> So yeah, I'm really good. Thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. No, no problem. So my first question to you is how did you get started in the fitness industry and why? Good question. I actually, I've always been into fitness one way or another from a young age. Started as in dancing, moved into athletics and team sports. So I've always been in that world. And then I found after I left uni, I didn't move as much. I got into the world of work, a very different job to what I have now. And I just didn't move as much. And I missed it. But what I found is that I took a bit too much comfort in food. And I love food. I am a real foodie. (laughs) But you know, I love food. But you know the line when you're just taking a little bit too much comfort in that and not moving as much. And I missed that. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to get a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. So I looked into it because I, I just, with work, it was really hard to to walk anywhere. I didn't have anywhere to walk to. I wasn't a member of a gym. I couldn't find any team sports to be involved in. So I thought I would get a personal trainer. And I looked into the prices. And at that time, I cannot afford a personal trainer. So I looked into this guy and he was lovely. And he was a quarter of the price of normal coaches I thought deal this sounds amazing I'm gonna get involved god loving can you remember Sean T uh yes, I know exactly who that he was, is he basically was just repeating everything he saw off the sound insanity video and it became very apparent that this was not going to work and I wasn't gonna quite hit the goals that I had I expressed to him at the from the at the beginning so I went back to the drawing board went back to the gym and said Look, I need I need a personal trainer who was knowledgeable. Ideally, for me, I wanted a woman. No, nothing against men. I just wanted someone who I felt 
a bit closer to that would understand my goals, my struggles. And I got back into it with her. I had three sessions a week with this with this lady. Her name's Jodie. She's amazing. She's at Solly Hole. Shout out to her. Uh, and she just got me falling back in love again with fitness and what my body my body was capable of. At that time, I was going through a hard time family-wise. We had a loss in the family. I had to help step up and help run the family business. And it took a lot from me. But having those three sessions a week, it gave me the strength to be able to deal with the day-to-day in family. It really did. And I don't think I realized how much until maybe six months later that having that me time it was vital. It really was. So after that, I remember going back home and saying, Mom, I'm going to retrain. I want to give other people what Jody gave to me. Gotcha. So that's how I got into fitness. And that was now back in 2016. Oh, wow. That's kind of, well, these, these years are going by so fast. It's kind of recent, but... Um, you know, what's interesting that you said was, is that you went to one personal trainer and he didn't work out for you. So you kept looking until you found oh, yeah. one. And like I always tell people, when you're looking for a personal trainer, it's like dating. You you, you got to keep going if you can't find the one. And that when you find yeah. the one, you found the perfect person to work with you. Yeah. Now that you have gotten to the point where you're actually a trainer, and we're, we'll talk about this later, too. I noticed that you you made a comment about when you were working, it was hard because you couldn't even go anywhere and walk. So mm-hmm. can you touch on what what a person can do right now? Like at this moment, if they're listening to this podcast, they're like, that's the problem. Like, I don't have the resources or I can't even walk, you know, here or there. Like, what is one thing they can do right now to start if they're sitting at, you know, sitting at their desk and they don't know where to start? Yeah, you have to make time. Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. You have to, sorry, something came up then. You have to make time. You have to kind of say to yourself, what is, is it I want to see for myself in two months' time, three months' time? And how am I going to get there? The truth is, in order to see change, you have to make change. Exactly. So even though at the time I felt like I couldn't walk anywhere, the truth is, once I got a personal trade, I walked to the gym. So I made the that, that's the answer it's, exactly exactly yeah so there is always something you can do and I'd say start small start with something that doesn't feel overwhelming something that doesn't take take too much from you in the in the beginning so you're not going to end up just going oh my god I can't do this and quit for a week so if you feel overwhelmed at the thought of doing an hour exercise a day let's start with 20 minutes walk around block at lunchtime or maybe start your day off with that if you can or maybe just go downstairs into the kitchen and start with 10 minutes worth of skipping. Just move. Just say to yourself, put it in your diary. I always say to my clients, make an appointment with yourselves. The same way I make an appointment with you, I have to put in my diary when I'm going to work out. And yeah. I've got to put it, it's an appointment with myself and I will not, I, I will not compromise that without good reason. And I think that's an, whatever it's 10 minutes half an hour an hour try and put it in there because like I said to see change you have to make change it's as simple as that 
you've just summed up like five of my podcasts that I just had because <laughs> you talked about change. You talked about you're basically talking about self care, and you're talking about the importance of yourself first, and and putting it in what you call your diary or your journal or your calendar, and making sure it's happening. So I really really like that. So my next question to you is. What is your favorite part about being a personal trainer? Uh, the changes that I get to be part of. I, I always feel a little bit, I don't know, silly talking about this. It sounds a little bit melodramatic and over the top, but to be part of so many people's lives when they get to celebrate those small wins and the big wins, to, to hear them say, I... I went for a walk with my, my, my family the other day and I was able to get up the hill and I'm, I, I couldn't believe it. They, they couldn't believe how fixed I was now. Or someone said, I flipped over the mattress in my bedroom without any help. And my hubby was standing at me like, oh my God, is she the she hulk that's big little things like that. Or yes. I have a client who has just had a heart transplant about a year ago now. And. One of our sessions was to start interval training, so some runs on the treadmill. And it wasn't until we started that I saw, I saw fear in her eyes. I was like, God, this is, this is quite immense. Most people have a slight panic attack when you're going to get them on the treadmill right. to run for the time. But hers was a new level. And it was the fear of, will this part give it? Will I be okay? And we got to the end of the session, and I, once I saw that, so I thought, we have to conquer this. We have to conquer this now, because if we don't, that's it. It's embedded. Mm-hmm. Once we got to the end of the session, I asked her, I asked Lenny Mohan, what's your highlight? She said, I can run. I haven't run since I was a child, and I can run. And that was really powerful, because that I can now see that the door is open for her now. She's like, what else can I do? Exactly. Oh, exactly. So seeing change in someone is the best part of my job. The I, hand- yeah, I hands down agree with that because, and also too, when you see that light bulb pop up in their head yeah. like, and then you just get the chills in your body, like, oh, yeah, I didn't yeah. help them. You know, sometimes you don't want to brag in front of your friends. Oh, I did this, I did that. But when your client gets to brag with you, they get to go, oh, my God, I've just done this. Just yes. managed to finish. Like, brag away, sweetie. Brag away, because I am all for that. I am your cheerleader. So, yeah, it's been able to be part of that and know that you've helped just that little bit in improving their confidence there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's impressive. It's, it's fantastic. Okay, yes. so my next question to you is, when someone is looking for a personal trainer, what, what should they be looking for? I know that I touched on it a little bit, but I want to hear what you have to say. Honestly, honestly, I think that you you should stand if you, if you let's say you've got two floors of your gym, you should stand upstairs, give yourself a week or two, and just watch. Watch for the clients who you can see joy. You can see that they are working hard, but with a smile on their face. Don't get me wrong; they're going to grimace through every single exercise. But when you see at the end of that set that they're smiling and they're happy and watch watch the trainer as well make sure that they are engaged and focused on their client they're not looking around here on their phone every five seconds watch for that yes i know what you're talking about (laughs) that's why i'm like say it say it right 
you're not recording anything. I know that you're literally just on your phone texting someone back. Right. But what, watch for that relationship mm-hmm. because that's what's important. Mm-hmm. I think for, for me, I love, I love my clients and I love understanding what they're doing on a day-to-day basis and how their exercises, their, their exercise routine can help them with that. So you could do that from communicating, from talking during your session. That's the time we get to spend together, really. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I would say stand up there for a couple of weeks and watch what that relationship is like. The ones that are engaged what is probably the coach that you want to lean towards. And I always like to give simplistic examples. So ladies out there, it's like trying to find someone to do your hair. You got to go to the shop. You got to sit down and talk to them. You have to watch them do other ladies' hair. And if they walk out with a, with a fly hairstyle, that's your, that's your hairstyle. Uh-huh. Same thing for personal trainers. And I know exactly what you're talking about because I've seen so many personal trainers sitting there. They're looking over here and their client is right here. And it's like, what are you what doing? Are you what are you looking at? Yeah. Absolutely. Exactly. Nah. So what kind of personal trainer would you say you are? I'm the one that I want you to feel strong, empowered, and confident outside of the gym, just as much as I want you to feel that in the gym. So it's all well and good you coming to me and saying you have a a physical goal. Right. That's a great start point. But I want to know how you want to feel however, however many months from now. When you wake up, what do you want to say to yourself? Because a lot of women come to me with, you think very negatively to themselves. I'm rubbish at this. I can't do that. I I don't look good in that. I want to know what words you want to say to yourself in six months' time because yeah. it'll work towards. That's the goal. Because once I can teach you everything in the gym, I can teach you good technique and good form. I can teach you how many reps you need to do, this, that, and the other. but but that confidence is what's going to make you come back again without me. And for me, fitness is a lifetime thing. It's not just for the moment. We all have our, our goals where it's, you know, I want to hit this by this date. I'm going away there. I've got a wedding on this date. But what's after that? After that, exactly. That's really important. And that, for me, is what I work for. I'm the sort of trainer that's looking fast just that initial goal I want you to walk out of this gym feeling empowered and I want you to be able to share that with your friends and share that with your family I don't know if that really answers your question but it does it does and I think I also believe uh, that being a personal trainer I, I used to be a personal trainer for years and I'm still like a lifetime but I don't practice it right now but the thing about being a personal trainer is it, it's our job to train you so that when you're not with us you, you know, you know, four, six, eight weeks down the line, you can do it yourself. Like, and no more. Yeah, exactly. Like, I want you to be able to walk out of here in two months and be like, you know what? If I can't afford this, or if I can't do this anymore, or if I can't, or if I want to do it on my own, I can do it on my own, and, and feel like you can still hear my voice in your head pushing forward. That that's always been my goal. So I I love what you just said because I totally agree with everything that you just said. That's fantastic. Okay, so we're going to talk about women and lifting weights because the one thing that I hear from many women is, you know, well, I don't want to lift weights because I don't want to get too muscular. And I think we need to help debunk that mythology. So 
they're that that idea of women and lifting weights. So what would you say are the top three to five benefits of lifting weights for men and women? In terms of lifting weight, one of the benefits is the more muscle, the more lean muscle you have, the more efficient your body is at burning calories. So if you want to maintain a healthy weight or encourage fat loss, then we really want to increase that lean muscle mass. And that's done through lifting weights. And as a result, you will see a more defined and sculpted figure. Men and women alike love that. And that in turn can help you lifting weights, exercising in general, but lifting weights will in turn help you alleviate stress, enhance your mood. That's really important. That's going to help you keep coming back. That's going to help on your day-to-day. I think a lot of times people worry about lifting weights and worry that you're going to end up being quite beefy, bulky. The truth is you've probably been carrying around your two-year-old toddler for God knows how long on your hip, for God knows how long, and that toddler is about, what, 25 pounds? That didn't make you bulky. The shopping that you pick up every single day and carry to and from the car to the house that didn't make you bulky. So picking up a few weights at the gym is absolutely not going to make you bulky overnight. That's You're fantastic way to, that No, that is a fantastic way to explain it. Like, I'm going to steal that from you. That is like perfect. It's true. You're carrying your child every day whilst pushing your push in the pram, carrying all your shopping, and you do this day in, day out, and you're not bulky. And that stuff is heavy. I remember my oldest daughter and I and I couldn't get to the gym so I was so busy working and, and raising her and, and, and being a wife and I remember like doing squats with her in my hand in the hallway I didn't get bulky you didn't get bulky right I tried <laughs> the group is men and um, when it comes to women enlisting men have a higher much higher amount of testosterone in their body than women do so it's physiologically a real challenge for women to get bulky or to gain that much muscle mass the the lights that you see on Arnold for instance Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in that time you would have to be training very very hard and when I say very hard I mean you know three four hours six seven days a week for around a year before you start to see the changes that you don't want to see it would take a lot, and I mean a lot, right. not even attacking your nutrition. So, which is a massive part of it. So, there's really no need to worry about that. Like I say, if you carry all those things on a day to day basis and your bags to the car and X, Y, Z, then and you haven't turned out to be like Popeye, then you don't need to worry about picking up weights in the gym. It would take too much time. All you're going to do is end up with more lean muscle mass. And that is your goal for a sculpted toned body. So now that you've um, broken that down, what is happening when people are lifting weights? What's happening to the muscles? Like, can you explain that? Because I think a lot of times when people go in, you know, they expect to see instant results or they're not seeing them fast enough. But your, your muscle itself is actually going through a process. So can you explain that a little bit? So when it comes to muscle, what we're trying to do is try to tear apart those 
Did you want a scientific approach to it or did you want just a general fun? Of course. That was a knowledge. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> You're just making sure. Yeah. So what we do is we're trying to tear and rip those muscle fibers apart. And in doing so, we are then encouraging them to repair through the use of protein, to repair strong each time. That is what we're trying to do. Rip them apart. And that's what you're doing when you're exercising. Though, for instance, let's say we're doing a leg press or you're doing a squat, however you want to do that. You're working and you're putting those muscles under tension, under pressure, tearing them apart. And then we want them to repair. And as they repair, they're repairing each time a little bit stronger. So that's the process that we're trying to encourage every single time we are lifting weights in the gym or at home. And that's what I mean by creating lean muscle mass. That is what we're trying to do. The leaner muscle mass you have, the more it encourages you, your body to work more efficiently and again at burning calories. So if your goal in the long run is to see a sculpted, toned, defined body or to increase the amount of muscle you have, you have to lift weights in order to get there. Yeah. And then that's why when you, when you do work out and you do lift weights, a personal trainer will tell you, okay, you're going to work on this day on these muscles, but you're going to give them a break the next day because it takes an entire, what, 24 to 48 hours for them to repair themselves so you can get back in there. So, and then also too, what, I know what it is, but what is it called when you work out and then the next day you're extremely sore? Or the next day after that. Yeah. Those good um, <laughs> So um, I've had a few calls at times when people say, I'm bit Honestly, I, I've had this a couple of times. What people have said, do I need to go see a doctor? Because something really hurts. It, I, I don't think I can use my arms or I can't, can't get off the toilet. I'm like, congratulations, you're welcome, well done. But delayed onset muscle soreness is something that we, we all go through at one stage or another. And it's very common to go through it at the very beginning. So the first time you've done an intense workout in either a long time or possibly ever and you get that feeling of just sincere <laughs> sensational amount of pain that you like something wrong and this can last anything from a day sometimes three or four days and it's nothing to be worried about it's also not an indication necessarily of a great workout you don't have to feel that every time for you to say I had a perfect workout. It just, if your body has gone through a, a serious amount of stress during that workout, and like, like you said, it can come 24 hours, or sometimes it's the gift that keeps on giving you from 48 hours late. And then you've got to work. Exactly. Exactly. I, I know that, like, and just so everyone knows, is it, even if you're, if you're not a fit person trying to be a fit person, and then you feel what I call domes, when you feel that for the next day or two, even if you're a professional athlete and you're starting your season over and you have to start again, they're uh-huh. feeling the same thing too. So everyone feels that it's nothing new. Mm-hmm. I, exactly. The only time I think that you really need to be concerned about it, you it's it feels like you can't lift or move or do things, but you'll you'll know the difference between like a torn muscle versus, <laughs> you know, muscles that are repairing themselves. So there is a distinct difference. So, but yeah, always talk to your trainer and make sure that everything is copacetic and you're good. That, 
eternity. Um, at, it can be very painful. <laughs> it, can, it can be. And like you said, over time you get you get used to it or or if you're lucky, you don't feel it. But like I said, everyone at one stage or another will feel that, whether they are a pro athlete or a complete newbie. If you haven't done it for a while, you are most likely going to feel dons and it will take you a little while to recover from it, but it's just your muscles repairing. And the more protein you can get into your system, the quicker um, you'll speed up that repair. And also if you stretch, which is very under undervalued, if you stretch your or walk as much as possible and lose that body, again, the effects of dogs will will slowly disappear. Um, and then, so what is your advice on how, I'm not, I'm not going to get into the numbers with proteins, but when should you get the protein in your body after the workout? Should it be within that hour, two hours, a day? What is your suggestion? Really, there's been so much research around it and it doesn't matter if I told you to do it first thing in the morning or straight after a workout, which is very much what was the agreed way for so long. The truth is, just get it in. Yeah. That I, I know a lot of times people say, try and get it in within half an hour of your, of your workout finishing. And that's, that's great because that's when your body has been put under that stress. That's when you torn those muscle fibers. So yeah, getting protein in straight after there when your body is more open to it, great. Not everyone can do that. Yeah. So the thing is to try and make sure that protein is featured in every part of your day. So your breakfast, your lunch, your dinner, your snacks. If you can't kind of do it like that and won't feel so overwhelmed by trying to get 120 grams, 170 grams worth of protein in. Because it can be quite an overwhelming number when you start to look at your macros and see how much protein you should be getting in for your goal. Mm-hmm. So I think, how am I supposed to get all that in without just drinking lots and lots of protein shake? I always find easiest ways to go actually how can I inject it in both in in each of my meals throughout the day so that would be the best thing for me and then if you need a bit more try and have a shake if you can after your workout yeah if I can add to that you know I recently went to the doctor about a month ago and I needed to put more protein into my diet even though I work out and I run I do all these things like there are some things that I I I'm a human being I lack doing and so so what I made sure that I was doing is I, I kept, I, I start to watch how I was eating. And so mm-hmm. what I did is I would add a yogurt to my breakfast. If I, if I wasn't getting enough protein there, if I didn't even get my protein shake. And then at, at lunchtime, I made sure that I had like, you know, two or three slices of turkey. And then, you know, and then for my dinner, you know, I made sure that I had a protein with my dinner in a, a significant amount. And so that's how I added it in there. And then if you're a vegetarian, there's so many different things that you can implement into your diet as well that has a lot of protein in it from like beans and toast like that yeah exactly that you can and there's even like i think vegan powdered powder drinks with protein in it it just depends on like you know but the thing is is that you have to pay attention to how you're eating and what's going yeah. your body to make sure that you're getting the protein and don't depend solely on the protein shakes because you're going to need protein other sources as well Exactly. I completely agree. I completely agree with you. And you'll, you'll typically you'll find when, when I sit with my clients and go through their nutrition, you'll just say kind of day to day, 
you find that they are lacking the protein, especially at breakfast time. So if you can just get it there, it makes such a difference. It does. Already least another 20 grams worth of protein in you, which had a massive impact. So yeah, your your doctor was right. And getting it throughout the day is a lot easier than depending on protein shape or trying to get it in at dinner time. Exactly. Exactly. Now, my next question to you is, how do you convince women not to be afraid of lifting weights? you got to ask them what their goal is. What What is your long-term goal? Because I'm pretty sure whatever it is, lifting weights is going to help you get there quicker. <laughs> yeah, true. right. You're right. It, it, it is. Whether it's a case of, like I said, weight gain or weight loss, you want to do it in a healthy way. And lifting weight is going to help you do that. Whether it's a case of seeing, I want to see definition and sculpt, sculpting, you alone will not help that. Lifting right. weights will help bolt and tone. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't use that word, but tone those muscles. We know what we mean by that. Whether it's a case of nothing boosts your confidence and makes you feel more empowered than lifting something. What's heavy? You just got to try it. Try it and then come back and tell me that I was wrong. I guarantee you won't. Nothing feels better than going oh my god I couldn't do that today but check me out now <laughs> it, feels, it feels so hard I go to the gym like that's why I can't wait to go today and I feel like when I walk out I'm the rock with Holly Berry's face until I look in the mirror it's a completely different situation You're like, right. uh, I I tell her I, I think class yesterday it called badass class and it's all about the lower body so I had uh, some newbies come into the class as well. So it was just a real injection of energy. And they did not know what was coming. But they I was like, blood. But uh, they loved it. And the, the thing is, after that class was done, they empowered me. I was like, right, I was going to do upper body. But now I, I'm on this. I want to do what you guys did. It's exactly. And then lifting that way. And it's not about being the strongest in the gym or the person that lifts the heaviest or anything like that it's doing you exactly it's exactly. what i do what can i do today that i didn't do yesterday exactly. that feels i remember teaching spin class and this lady would watch the other woman leave the class and they'd be like drenched in sweat or whatever and she and and she came up to me she you know she was like, watch you teach this class. And she was like, I want to be part of it so bad, but I'm so scared. I'm like, what are you scared of? We're just on a stationary bike. We're not going anywhere. No one's going to hit you. And she's like, it, because it just seems so intense. I said, you know what? Come to the next class. Sit way in the back and just pedal. Just, I don't care. Yeah. We're up, we're down, we're going fast. But just pedal. And she's yeah. like, okay, all right. So she, so she did it and she came back because she loved the music she loved the energy and then she started trying to pick up each little step with her she's now a spin instructor because <laughs> she, she went in and she just tried you know and yeah. it's those little steps that can change a person's life and it, it's just it's just so empowering when you actually go in and you like you're trying and you do it and the next thing you know it you're taking over that that alone is amazing so yeah it, it- yeah. It is. I'm I'm totally with you on that. Do it do it with someone as well. That you know, I the the class that I taught yesterday, it was all women. There's something good about that. I don't know. Oh, There's yeah. just something great oh, about going, let's do this. We get to do us. Yeah. And it feels so good. 
So yeah, if you're ever worried or just feel a bit overwhelmed at the idea of stepping into that space, go and do it with another girlfriend or go into a class, speak to the instructor from the get-go, share your worries and your fears and let them help and guide you because one day you might end up taking the class. You might. Yep, you might. (laughs) I love it. Now, do you do you have a, a story? You kind of touched on it earlier and just now, but like, do you have a specific case that you that that you could share with the audience that really helped you as a trainer and as a person? Because I always feel like, you know, when you meet that one person that you're training and they they can even make you see things in a different way. Yes. Yeah. I, I have a few, actually. But in terms of working with someone who helps you see something in a different way, I had this oh beautiful beautiful girl she she came to me because she had a condition which very very long words which I can't remember but essentially it meant that she had a drop seat in both of her feet and so wouldn't walk without chain walking 10 meters would mean that would would cause a severe pain and it would also she'd get quite out of breath because because she couldn't move very well meant she didn't move as much meant she had gained weight meant her, her fitness levels were quite low she'd had a couple trainers before and she had gone to the trainers with the goal of I want to sit back in my own I just want to feel like me again I'm, I'm 26 years old I I should be able to move more than this mm-hmm. And every trainer she went to limited her. They saw her condition and they didn't want to push her, make her feel uncomfortable. So when she came to me, it's all well and good. I can see physically the challenges, but I was like, what is it you want? What is it you want to be able to do a year from that? And one of the things that stuck in my mind, she said, I want to be able to wear heels. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah and wear heels and go to a family party and not have everyone look at me because I'm just wearing heels. That was a challenge because she could barely wear, she wore, she hated the trainers that she had to wear. They were ugly, as ugly, big, thick, horrible things that she hated. So we needed to be able to walk, let alone but wear heels. She had surgery, which was essentially reconstructed surgery she finally finally found surgery and said right we can we can help you with this but it did mean that she wasn't going to be able to walk for about eight weeks at all and they had to break quite a bit of her and then reconfigure it was painful yeah and when we started working together i said my goal for you is to be able for you to be able to wear heels which means we need to be able to, you to get get to the point where you can walk where you can walk up the stairs where you can do walking lunges where you can do all of those things so that you can handle a whole evening in heels. So she taught me to not limit someone because of what you're seeing. Do not put your limitations upon someone else because you do not know what people are. Let them show you. And God, did she show you. She can run now. Oh, my she, goodness. Uh, and she is fabulous. That is that's yeah, a fantastic story. Yeah. It makes me feel is I just know the struggles that she went through, the things like dating. She felt like she couldn't walk 
she she couldn't date because they'd see her condition and, and then they'd be put off. I'm like, let them see you. But let them see you, you know, not just not just your condition. Let them see you. Be that person that works really hard every single time you step into the gym. Let's work. Let's do this. And let's see what you're capable of. So, yeah, I think from having her, that's helped me now. Look at other people go, oh, I wonder what you're going to surprise me with. <laughs> that is absolutely fantastic. I've got, like, chills oh. right here. We just need to start and make those small steps. And I think out of everything that you said, that's basically the basis of this particular podcast is just making that small step to start and to yeah. and to get out there, look for the personal trainer that you're looking for or the group. You can even look for a group that's working together. Just get, in, just get involved and start moving. So, Vivian, I want to thank you so much for being part of the Risers Hub podcast. You are now the, the, uh, part of the family over here. <laughs> If I definitely Honestly. want you to come back. I definitely want you to come back. <laughs> I'm relieved. <laughs> yes. And, and please tell everybody where they can find you online. So you can find me. Instagram is probably the best place to find me. So at Vivianjai17, that's 1-7. You can find me there or via my website, vivianjai.com. And yeah, all the contact details are there. So hit me up. Come say hi. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks. Well, really appreciate it. If you like this podcast, please like and share. Thank you. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Remember, this podcast is meant for both education and entertainment purposes only. I am not a licensed therapist, so it's crucial to consult your physician, psychotherapist, or qualified health professionals for personalized advice. Until next time, take care. <laughs>